All right, all right, everybody. So good to see you all tonight. We're all chatting and talking, which is a good thing. I think it means we're all just uh, in a good mood and feeling okay. And so good to see all of you. How's your week been going so far? Pretty good. Oh, oh, we got a thumbs down. I hate to hear that. I heard a lot of goods though, so we got some we got some good weeks going on in the house, and that's always fun. So I'm glad to hear that. Ours hasn't been so bad either. So we've been going to trainings to be better leaders and try to be better ministers and all that. We've been doing that on Monday, so that's been uh, good. Well, whenever you go to a training and it's a good training, it kicks your tail in a good way. So we've been. Uh, We've been soaking and absorbing, and so I feel like my brain is just full of all kinds of good stuff. Um, so I've kind of just uh, stole my thunder here. I was going to ask, what are we going back through again tonight? But we are, we're looking back at the question, why does God allow us to experience sickness and pain? And that is such a big, difficult question. Um, but since this is the first time with our hard questions that we've, we've kind of rehashed a question, uh, we've usually made it through uh, each question each night. But um, I feel like this is a very difficult question. It's pretty heavy, not that we haven't gone through some heavy questions, but this one is, has got a lot packed into it, and so we felt like it'd be good to go through, back through it one more night. Um, before we jump into what we're going to get into tonight, we had just a few questions for you. As we went through the session last week, and we talked about why God might allow uh, sickness and pain and the problem of evil, um, this question here for you, uh, after leaving the session last week, have you had any thoughts or questions that have risen from the topic of suffering and the problem of pain? So just as we walked through last week, through uh, this past week up until this point, cycled through, or, or have you had any testimonies of maybe you've gone through some pain and you've seen, or you're seeing the, the good end of it where God may be bringing about good things in your life from pain, or maybe it's uh, an experience from the past that you've already been through and you say, well, you know what? I know God was up to something good there. Come on now. It's almost kind of Y'all, I know there's talkers in here. Got to have the microphone for the live feed. I'm sorry. It's just for our live feeders, we want to make sure they can hear us. Hello. There we go. It's almost kind of like when I... Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Carmack. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's, it's kind of like when I play football, uh, the coach would always tell you, no pain, no pain, no, no gain. gain. Mm -hmm. and, this, and this, you know, it, it, this is kind of similar to that. Mm -hmm. you know, I, think, I think the Lord... You know, gives us a little pain so we, you know, make make us feel like we, when we do feel better, hey, that's, that's, yeah, you know, mm. you know it, it's, that's good, that's good. It's so. kind of like the, <clears throat> the, the, I think it's, I don't know exactly which Greek verb it is, but it's in the book of Hebrews where there's a word that talks about, it's when you break a bone and then the bone heals. The bone is actually stronger than the, than the bone was before it broke. And um, it's, it's like when you work out in the gym, when you go to the gym and you start pumping iron, the reason why you're so sore the next day when you hadn't worked out for a while is because it actually, it actually tears the muscle fibers in your muscles and then it slowly rebuilds them. And so just like you said, no pain, no gain. So the actual, the actual pain that you go through from the exercise build your muscles. So if you don't do that, your muscles won't build. Chuck? Uh, does he allow the pain uh, for correction? Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 no yeah. question. Discipline, that, that was part of what we talked about uh, last week was that <clears throat> one, of, one of God's purposes for, for, uh, for pain is dis- the disciplinary purposes because then he talks about it bearing a harvest, and the harvest is the change in behavior that it brings, that the pain brings you. And actually, sometimes it's a confirmation. I'm sorry, Tony. Uh, it, it's a confirmation that, that God is at work in your life. Actually, sometimes the fact is we still struggle with sin. Uh, and it's, it's okay. We need to factor that in, that, that we are going to trip and stumble and fall at times. It's just going to happen mm-hmm. because we're still, you have that Galatians 5. If you haven't read Galatians 5, you need to go read it. It's the Galatians 5 war, and I, th- I believe it starts in verse 16 where he talks about the, the spirit wants what the spirit wants in our lives, and then the flesh is against the, the, the desires of the spirit. And so they're at war inside of us with each other. So we're going to stumble and fall, and when we do stumble and fall, and then we experience the, 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 the gentle but firm discipline of the Lord, and I always, my prayer to the Lord is always, God, please give me patience, please give me these things, but please do it gently. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and when we experience those things, it's evidence in our lives that God is actually a loving Father who cares for us and wants to uh, help us grow in holiness. So, uh, say that last part again. That's that. That's only God knows that. Yeah. Only God knows yeah. that. It, I mean, it, it, is it possible? Yes, it's possible. But but we have no way of knowing that. You know, we have no you, way of knowing that. You think sometimes they know, yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. I was going to say, I mean, sometimes if you're digging into someone's life, and um, it's kind of like Paul says with the Lord's Supper. He says, that's why some of you are sick and right. even dying. Right, that's Because you've text. taken the Lord's Supper wrongly. Um, and so certainly we have a case study there where a, a believer is being disobedient to the Lord, and then they're suffering and even dying because they, they didn't obey the Lord. And so, yeah, I think, I think that that can happen. I think that we as loving believers, we want to come to our fellow brothers and sisters and say, that, that's why we want to be accountable to each other. And we want, to, we want to get past the how's the weather doing conversation. You know, I want to come to Dave and be like, man, how's your life been? And, and test right now just so, to show how bad I stink at this. Like, I haven't done that with David. But, you know, to come to him and just say as a brother in Christ, how are you doing, man? Like, how's your life going? And, you know, and to really ask some real questions eventually. You know, I can, I can, we can talk about the weather for a while, but we might want to say, you know, like. <laughs> he said, you don't ever yeah. get the truth. Every time you ask somebody how they're doing, they say, great. You know, and they keep on going yeah. down the hall. Yeah. Let me yeah. give you a scripture. Uh, this is Proverbs 14, 30, and then we'll, then we'll go back to whoever, whoever, next question. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh but envy makes the bones rot. Did y'all hear that? Mm-hmm. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. One of the things I was thinking about while y'all were talking, uh, you're talking about you know, cancer possibly being uh, the, you know, the discipline of God. Or, I, I think really it's more, it's more when, you, when you are not obedient to God's word and you develop a hard heart or a heart of bitterness I think that you bring those maladies on yourself. I think the fallenness of the world just begins to encroach into your life. That bitterness can, can give rise to anger. Yeah. Uh, that bitterness can cause, I mean, I mean, I know for a fact that I have known men, mm-hmm. uh, my, some of my dad's friends, 
they were just always, their faces were always scrunched up. Mm. They were always stressed out, you know, and mad about something. And, and those men suffered, suffered heart conditions and, and health problems very early in their life. And I think it's because they walked around mad like this all the time. And they just, they weren't, they weren't free in Christ. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's some Good. statistics, and I, I can't give them to you right now, but when I was on staff at First Baptist, there was, uh, there, we did, it, my, our preacher did this, like, series on the fact that, that people that go to church actually have pretty decent health if they're really committed to church, and they go to church a good bit, and they, they truly do live out the scriptures, and it's because it's the grace of God, the forgiveness that we have, you know, putting our cares upon him and not becoming in the flesh over everything, not getting angry and stressed out all the time. It makes a huge difference. I mean, if you have God in your life, amen? It just amen. makes a huge difference. So I believe, so Tony had something, um, but yeah, let's go to Tony first. And then Ann you ask that. about cancer. I had colon cancer in 2009. They took out a hunk of my colon. I went through six months of chemotherapy. God gave me cancer. I had not accepted Jesus at the time. God had been chasing me my whole life and been protecting me, and I can look back now and see that. Mm -hmm. He'd been pulling me through everything that came my way. Yeah. He gave me cancer, I am firmly convinced, to, to, to let me know of my need for him. Yeah. Because when your mortality smacks you in the face, hmm. you need somebody you can count on. And, and you know, people are good and they have good intentions, but there's nobody hmm. that's going to soothe you like, like the Lord is. Yeah. So I think he gave me cancer wow. because he was, he was trying to wake me up to my need for him. Yeah. Uh, Ann, Ann had something. Ann, yeah, Ann's had her hand up for a while up here, I think. I think God can use our pain to draw us to him. Absolutely. And I remember one time I was, having, I was in chemo and I was just having a really, really rough weekend. And I was reading the book Simply Jesus by Joseph Stovall. Mm. And all of a sudden it hit me. I was going through nothing compared to what Jesus did for me. And that just really hit me. And I thought God used that in my life to draw me to him to, sh yeah. to see what he's done. Say, say, say that again. Did, you, did everybody hear that? I was going through nothing compared to what Jesus had done that's for right. me. That, that, that's good. That's really That's good. powerful. Um, yeah. While you're passing the microphone, I'll just say one other thing. And also, just remember, we, we talked about this, um, that Jesus made it very clear in a couple of his teachings that just because somebody has some type of malady that does not mean it is a result of something that they have done or an attitude they have um, and the only explanation we have for that in the scripture is because what what is it about this world that we endure every day the world is what we talked about it last it's fallen session. right you, you have the uh, pull that uh, text up from Genesis right yeah. quick because yeah. it's at the beginning of the presentation Jack had something yeah, while, Jack, go ahead. while he's pulling the Jack? I was just gonna tail on, the, on, on Tony right here. After thinking about it, uh, I'm impressed that as Christians, we, we have suffering and pain, but as, as the poet translated in footprints, we always have God to lean on. Mm -hmm. He's carrying us no matter what we're going through. That's right. It don't make any difference. And to Chuck's uh, about cancer, yeah. My father died of cancer at 45 years old. He was laying in his bed. He lived 19 days after they found out he had it. Three of the, three of the, three of the sister-in-laws came to see him. And when they saw him, they couldn't believe 
how much weight he had lost and how bad he was. He, he greeted them with a smile. <laughs> they were going on about how he was the best. Why did it have to be him? And he looked at them in the eye, and I was standing at the door. He looked at all three of them in the eye, and he said, I'm glad it's me. Wow. wow. And they took yeah. a step back, and he said, because I'm ready to go. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that said more to me sure. than anything. And, and when he did go, I knew he knew why God said it was his time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or he wouldn't have he wouldn't have had that attitude about it mm-hmm. if he didn't know that God had God had revealed to him why he had what he had at such a young age. Yeah, you know him. You remember? Uh, do y'all know the woman? Uh, who knows Gianna Jessen? Do any of y'all know who Gianna Jessen is? Okay, when you have time, go on YouTube and and uh, or wherever on the web and Google Gianna Jessen, J E S S E N. Uh, Angie showed me who Gianna Jessen was about probably 10 or 12 years ago, I think it was. I think we were, I don't remember where we were, I think we were maybe in, in Columbus, I can't remember, but <clears throat> it was this lady, this, this little brunette lady, that was uh, clearly something had happened to her in her life. Her face was, was partially uh, deformed and she had, she had difficulty uh, speaking. Well, anyway, uh, her mother had tried to abort her through a saline abortion and she lived, but she was, uh, she was, she barely made it. And so now I, th- I think maybe she had slight cerebral palsy. Maybe I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I can't remember all the details, but she, talking about embracing suffering, she, she embraced that. She was not bitter about that. She became a Christian and she has been to countries all over the world pleading with nations to stop killing their children you know through abortion because what you know what she went through and how and how she is in her life is to stop doing saline abortions and abortions period and so i think i think one of the the things that that we show the world as christians is that we we suffer in grace and and we, we don't become bitter and we don't become angry but it's kind of like who was that again that had the cancer your father he embraced and he accepted what happened to him and he rejoiced in what happened to him and because of that he left an incredible testimony to the world uh, for that go ahead Brandon I think in in the broad principle here is everything that we're brought to whether it be pain or good if it is painful it should show our need for God but when we are in the good it gives us a reason to thank God yeah Yeah. and to help those that are suffering yeah 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 I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, mm-hmm. and she. Uh, what, say the name again, Joni Erickson. Joni Erickson Tata. Yes. Tata. They actually, our association actually has got connected to her ministry recently, and I think they are like actively trying to get uh, them bookings in local churches. I think as yeah. she's going around yeah, here with, over the next like several months or something. like that. She's a great resource for understanding suffering and and you know why God allows us to go through suffering and pain. Using it, absolutely. right, right. That's a good using suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so again, back, back to I just want to be sure, because some people when they hear that, when you hear somebody say, you know, did did God give me cancer or does God cause cancer? That that can make that can trouble us in our minds sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, does God cause cancer? Or, but but if He doesn't cause it, He at least we could say He what allows it, right? Because it yeah. does happen. Um, and then the other part of that is. Is it somebody that may have some type of physical condition 
or, or, or uh, disability or something like that to where they really haven't done anything like there's no sin, there's no reason for it that may be some type of discipline from God. Well, the reason that is, and where you need to take comfort in that, is this passage right here. And this is where <clears throat> your belief in Scripture and the supernatural and the spiritual has to be solid as a rock. Do, do you hear what I'm saying tonight? You have to believe that the Bible is absolutely true. You have to believe that Adam and Eve were real people. You have to believe yep. that Jesus Christ really came out of the ground. I mean, you have to believe all of the scripture because if this right here is not true, if Genesis 3, is, if this did not happen and this is not active, then, then, it, then the whole Bible is, is, is suspect, okay? To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your what? Pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children, and, and, and that is, and most scholars believe that is repeated. Why, Colton? Because number one, we know having the child is painful, right? Mm -hmm. The child actually comes to the birth canal. But what else is also very painful? Raising children. And I would say that's where the husband gets his, amen? <laughs> right? That's where the husband gets his. The wife gets hers through the actual childbirth, and y'all have, uh, what do they call them things? Epidurals, praise Jesus. And then the husband gets here through the childbirth. And then your desire, of course, we know the, the, the fallen nature of the, of the husband and wife relationship, mm -hmm. how difficult that can be, yeah. uh, the desire for one to rule the other. Uh, and then he said, because you've listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded, you shall not have eaten. Cursed yeah. is the what? Ground because of who? God? No, because of us. Yeah. Okay, so... so we, and don't, don't, miss, don't, don't miss that. Who's the first person most people want to blame when something bad happens? Someone else. God. Whose fault is it? Ours. You gotta, and that, again, that's why you've got to believe Genesis 3. You've got to go all the way to the back. Well, I didn't do anything to deserve this. Well, you may not have directly done something to deserve it, but your forefathers did. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the first human beings on earth did, and we are human beings, therefore we suffer from their mistakes. And so there it is, okay? Yeah. Curses are ground, you shall eat of it. Thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you. You shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread and return to the ground because out of it you were taken for dust, you weren't dust. So any so time you suffer from something, you have searched your conscience and you're like, I cannot see how this can be discipline from the Lord, then the next phase in your thinking needs to be, okay, this is just a natural outflow of what? Living in a fallen world. In fact, sometimes I think some of the things that happen to us are quite unjust, if you want my honest opinion about it. Um, and I'll just use myself as an example. Uh, I have had uh, a herniated disc between six and seven uh, for about going on six or seven years now. I had to have those cortisone injections uh, into those discs and it, and it fixed it. I mean, I never didn't have another, another blink of pain uh, for probably three or four years. Uh, but, but I, I mean, what's eventually going to happen? I mean, I'm 52 and so, I mean, I've got what, you know, you know, with normal trajectory, you know, 20, 20, 25 years of life left, hopefully for Angie's sake, amen, with the kids, right? At some point, I'm going to have to do something to, to, to the neck to take care of the neck. Either I'm going to have to have that infusion surgery where they go in through your, through your neck and do that, or I'm going to have to have more injections. So, something's going to have to happen, right? Well, I mean, I don't think I did anything to deserve that. 
what, what great sin have I committed reading the Bible? Because many will tell you the reason why you have neck problems is because you do this a whole lot, right? Because you look down, because the proper way to hold the Bible when you read is how? You're supposed to do it like this. Y'all know that, right? When you you're not supposed to do this. When you read, you're supposed to hold the Bible up well, like that. That's for that. nerds. <laughs> for nerds, yeah. Well, because all of you I'm should be I'm laying it down on the desk, baby. Yes. So, but, but again, I'm just trying to make this point that just for instance, uh, my dad worked his whole life. I mean, he really did work hard. Now, he was not a faithful, what I would consider a faithful church person, faithful Christian, and he did a lot of things wrong, but he like, he really worked hard to make a living for us as, as a family for years. And he had, I'm talking, chronic back problems. Chronic back problems. And he really did nothing to his body to cause that. It's just, it was in his genetics, it was in his blood, and it happened. So again, that is a result of that. It is a result of the curse. It is a result of genetics or your heredity it is not something that you didn't do something to cause it so and I, and I do think that Christians sometimes are guilt-ridden over the fact that they've got something wrong with them and they are convinced that it is God's punishment for something well I mean it is I mean that's because that's God's punishment but it's not because you specifically did something wrong of the curse that was on Adam and Eve and who's yeah. the one person that can fix that Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, I, uh, and then Chuck, I see you got the microphone. We'll come to you, brother. But I, I did, in, in wrapping up this question of, you know, can our sin cause physical manifestations of, you know, uh, bad health? I mean, David, in Psalm 32, he says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man, <clears throat> a man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. And then he says this, for when, I kept my, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, uh, uh, I'm sorry, for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was uh, dried up uh, as by the, uh, the heat of summer. And so he just goes on talking about the, the physical manifestations of, of weakness, of sickness, of pain, uh, coming forth through this sin that he wasn't confessing. Now that's interesting, and I think so. When we do have random ailments that are popping up, I think we do need to at least search our hearts and ask ourselves the question: Man, am I hiding sin from the Lord? Which we ultimately can't really do anyway. But 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 am I am I keeping something from God and not confessing that? Or I think this is another important principle. Am I, am I making sure I'm going to my brothers and sisters and keeping peace with them? Uh, which, is, which is part of, I think that was the big sin of, of what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 11 when he was talking about their, their sin uh, concerning the Lord's Supper. So, I, and, and again, that, that definitely caused uh, ailments and sickness and yeah, even uh, death. Yeah, no, no question. Now, I've got, a, I've got another verse for you real quick, and Chuck, I haven't forgotten you, brother. Um, but this is just... What is it? it yeah, it's uh, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. And, and here's what I'm going to say. I don't, I don't know why this didn't hit me last time. If you're struggling in your life with, with suffering and pain, you need to go to 2 Corinthians, and you need to just read it. 
Because listen to this verse right here, and there's, there's so much more of this. This is just the tip of the iceberg, and, and it really is. It's so good. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Mm -hmm. And so, man, we're in this already, not yet, where we're already a part of the kingdom, we're already a part of the body of Christ, and yet we are waiting for the fulfillment of that. And so your great hope in the midst of your pain, in the midst of, of life's difficulties, in the, in the midst of evil, is that one day God is going to set it all straight. <laughs> Amen to that. I, I mean, literally, some of the pains... I cling I, to that on a daily basis. Well, I mean, some of the pains I've felt I mean, lately. I, I think that you, 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 you take that pain and you remember your, your great comfort. Because what if it's a chronic illness and it won't ever go away? You remember that one day God is going to set it straight. That's your hope. That's my hope. Um, you know, if you, if you have mind issues, you know, I think, I think sometimes people really fear that. And it's like, God's going to set it straight. One day you're going to think clearly again. You know, and so you can think that about your spouse, too. One day they're going to think clearly again. Praise God. <laughs> Uh, but, I'll but, tell you yeah. another, th another thing where this, I was just, while you were, while you were talking, thinking about that, I, I, or talking about that, that point, I was thinking, another thought came to me. I'll tell you another thing, uh, that the curse is evident in our bodies uh, that um, drives me absolutely crazy because I almost, and I'm talking almost, did not pass uh, my driver's license exam for this. Guess what I'm talking about? Your vision. I mean, I had 20, I mean, I had, I, some, one of those eye doctors told me I had like better, whatever better than 2020, I don't know what that 2040 or I don't know what it was, but for years, my vision was like better than 2020. But when I, in 40, and I heard, everybody told me, what age do you need glasses? 40, right? So I'm, man, I got great eyesight, thank God I've got great eyesight. I'm thinking if I don't have anything else, I've got great eyesight. Right, so I'm, I'm worshiping my great eyesight. Right? So then God just took that idol away. When I came to 40, though, it didn't happen. My eyes were still great. But at 42, all of a sudden, man, I pick up this Bible, and, like I'm not, and it is just fuzzy as it can be, and I cannot make out letters or anything, so I have to put these stupid things on. Amen? <laughs> and now I can see fine. So your, eye, your eyesight goes. What, what else goes? Y'all know who my favorite band was growing up, right? Now, this is part of my fault. Who's my your favorite brain. band growing up? Your brain. What? Your brain. David? No. Your brain. <laughs> David? <laughs> no, that was one of them, yes. Van Halen, yes, Van Halen. And, and what was Van Halen known for, David? Being, being what? Loud, right? Okay, so I had this Mustang GT, then I had this big woofer. You know, back in the 80s, the big mm -hmm. woofers came out, you know, that replaced all the back of the vehicle with one big speaker. And so I got this Mustang GT, and I had these woofers, and then I rolled down my windows, and I would jam Van Halen going through the, the, you know, the school parking lot all over town, pulling up home, driving my parents crazy. But I didn't think about what was going to happen, you know, 20 or 30 years from my 18th, 19th birthday. 
you know, you started having these tinnitus issues. Y'all know what tinnitus is, right? It's like the, the uncontrollable ringing of your ears. Now, I don't have it chronically, but I have it in my left ear, and I can still hear pretty good. I mean, I think y'all would know if I couldn't hear. Angie would be complaining to all y'all. And he never listens to me. And he may, she may complain anyway. But, but, I, um, but my ears, because of abusing them through that loud music for all those years... Your ears just naturally decline with age, but when you put your ears through that, then you know it, it takes them away even faster. So that's another, another thing of the curse. You know, now I did do something to deserve to have my ears to, to go a little faster because I listened to that music too loud. So it's it's all those kinds of things. You know, when we're talking about suffering and pain and, and all that, it's uh, you know I, people have asked me before. Um, you know, is smoking a sin? You know, I don't necessarily think. You know, smoking is a sin. I don't think smoking is a sin. Should you smoke? I would say no. Because why? What does the Bible tell us about our bodies? They're a temple of God. And, and if we do that, if we smoke cigarettes, what's going to happen to our bodies? I mean, it's a proven fact that it's, that it's bad for us. It's a proven fact. So is it God's will that we smoke? Probably not, but I... It's a matter of wisdom. Right, it's a matter of wisdom, but I, I don't think that, that, you know, smoking is a sin necessarily. Uh, but all those types of things, so, so we, we, have to be, we have to be careful with our bodies and take care of our bodies. Um, you know, we, we talk about healing a little bit today as well, and, and that, that struck me, that has struck me more and more going through the book of Luke. Because when Jesus does these miracles, I mean, surely there was more daughters dying than just Jairus' daughter yeah. That day when he went and healed her, yeah. but he didn't heal, heal those, those daughters. Where did he go? He went to Jairus' house and he healed her. So this, this massive thought of, of just, just, just Jesus healing everybody, um, I just don't know uh, about that in contemporary society. I, I, my, and and I, still, I grapple with this. I continue to grapple with this day in and day out because you've got the, the prayer of faith in James chapter 4. We have uh, the apostles' ministry. There was healings all in the apostles' ministry. There was healings all in the ministry of Jesus. But the more and more, I'm not a cessationist. Neither one of us are cessationists. You know what a cessationist is, right? What is a cessationist? Spiritual gifts. Cessationists. A cessationist believes that the miraculous power of, of healing, divine healing, died with the apostles in the apostolic era and that it's no longer available. Okay. I don't believe that. None of your staff here believes that. We believe that God still heals, and I think the prayer of James in the book of James is evidence that it's not over because that scripture is still useful, used by us today. It's a continuationist. So I definitely believe that we are commanded to, if someone requests it, to pray for their healing. God may not choose to heal that person. Can you amen that? I mean, we see that all the time. Uh, we were, we were, uh, I was compelled, Bill Branson, y'all remember Bill last week? Bill, Bill, the, the brother that was uh, in his 90s, is that right? 90, 91? Uh, made a profession of faith, we baptized him, Deanna, remember that day? We had six baptisms that day, it was incredible. Um, and then he had this massive heart valve problem, he found out a couple weeks ago, and we brought him in here and laid hands on him and prayed to God to heal his heart valve. God chose not to heal his heart valve, but when he went to the hospital, the, the surgery went to perfection, and Bill is still okay, as far as I know. The, his, uh, his daughter called and told me uh, when he was in recovery and said it went fantastic, he's doing great. I mean, that is answered 
prayer. Do you realize that? Yeah, I, I realize. Yeah, I think it's interesting because your your statement about Jesus went and he healed Jairus's daughter, and and statistically, we just have to understand that there were other people right. at that moment that were right. dying. Right. Um, and that's that's tragic. That's tragic. Death is it is tragic. Jesus, uh, you know, he wept. At his friend's death. Now he knew in just a minute he was going to raise him from the dead, but I don't think that those were crocodile tears. I don't think he was just boohooing for the sake of the crowd, like putting on drama. Oh, I mean, I don't think it was, <laughs> say it's not so. I mean, I don't think Jesus ever did anything like that. He was serious and real in his tears. He, he, and I really think part of the, the, the reason he was is because he was, he, he, he saw the reality of the curse. Yeah. What we talked about in Genesis of yeah. death. Death being the ultimate reality of, of the end point of the suffering we go through. Yeah. And I think it really touched Jesus. Yeah. I think he was a real man who really got touched by those kinds of things. And here's another thing I was going to say about that. If God's will was for no one to be sick, no one would be sick. Right? I mean, let's just settle the point there. I mean, it's God's, I mean, God allows, and we like to use that terminology because we can't totally understand, but God allows for sickness to take place. And I think we've heard some testimonies already tonight why he might allow those things to happen in order for his glory to be seen among the nations and that type of thing. Actually, on that note, when they were go when Israel was going into the promised land, he said if they kept the commandments, None of them would be sick. There would be no miscarriages. There would yeah. be nothing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the blessings and the curses. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so that sh- is exactly pointed to that. He, he made me uh, remember what you were telling me about the scriptures. You want to stand up and tell everybody briefly what, what you found out today? Uh, Jack brought us some really interesting information. Brandon, just, just uh, help me remember about it, um, about uh, some, a find that was in ancient, yeah. the ancient areas today. Yeah, I was li- on the way over here. I was listening to wall builders on Bot Radio. And they have just made a discovery in Israel at Mount Hebo. They, they have discovered a script that, that was verified by a Hebrew scholar. And it was written in 13 B.C. That's 300 years before the oldest one they've ever found. You mean, you mean 1300? 1300, yeah, 1300 B.C. B.C. Right. right. And it was during the time of Joshua. And this script confirmed what Moses told the people in in Deuteronomy 27 and 28 about the curses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they're really they were really excited about the find. Yeah. But they were talking yeah. to the man that verified it, and he's verified a lot of the things that they found. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be more come out on it. Yeah. But but they had just so. Would that Jack? Would they they considered that a manuscript of Old Testament? Was that what that is yeah. that what that was? Yeah, he well, he, did, he didn't call it a manuscript. He didn't say it was a manuscript. No, okay. he called he he said it was a, he was a citation, okay, of, which was okay. written, you know, and dated, right, right. written and dated, but uh, he didn't use the word scroll or manuscript or anything. He just used the word. Yeah. So he said because back then, back then the the, the Hebrew people. They wrote things in citations, yeah. which to me sounded like more like a letter. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's, I just thought that was... He said that it, it actually confirmed... This is another example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of a find confirming what the Bible says. Yep, amen. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Yeah, I was trying, um, to, trying to find that right quick. The, that would be... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I, I was, was just going to say the... the um, 
the, the, if, if, my, if memory serves me correct, the other find that would have been before that would have been the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I think I remember them going back to 300 BC, I think. So that would be a thousand. So, that, so the scripture they found would predate those, the Dead Sea Scrolls by a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. Yes, Linda. Well, um, as you brought up the Second Corinthians 4.16, that's one of my favorite verses. Yeah. And I think what I see in that is it doesn't say you might waste away. <laughs> we're all going to waste away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But we're supposed to make the best we can of whatever is in our path and remember that we are being renewed inwardly day by day. Yeah. And my dad used to have a, a thing he would say to us, and he'd call me sis. He said, sis, you know, none of us is getting out of this world alive. Yeah. And that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. And I mean, we yeah. might as well face that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah right. we want to be well until the day we take our last breath. Right. But it's not going to happen that right. way. You know, I think that's, that's a good point, Linda, because um, just speaking personally from, you know, just my own being 31 and, um, you know, just... I, people used to tell me, you know, when you get into your 30s, that's when things will begin to change and all that kind of stuff. I didn't believe them, you know, because I was 18 at the time. And I was like, man, I can conquer the world, you know. And, and I felt like nothing could hurt me or stop me. And, and, you know, now, and I've got kids, you know, and that kind of thing. And I'm starting to realize that, you know, the body isn't as firm as it used to be, you know, and, and it's just going to get worse. I, I'm, I'm starting to get that Just now. don't put a mirror outside your shower. Right. Okay. I won't do that. I will never do that. Um, the shock of your life. I will man. take, I'll, that will be the greatest advice you ever give me. But um, <laughs> no, I, you know, but I, I do, but I do think about, you know, death a little more. And, and, and is that a reality? that I'm, I'm prepared to accept one day, you know? And I do hope, I pray, I pray that for all of us, that we can live a, a flourishing, uh, a great life for the Lord as long as we can. Man, if we could all live to 100, that'd be great, you know? And we live a, just a great testimony to the Lord. Joy says, no, please, Lord, no. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe, maybe my perspective will change when I get to 60. I don't know. But uh, it probably will. <laughs> But, um, it but, definitely will. But I think it'll change when you get to forty and to fifty. <laughs> right. And, but but I think it's a good point, Linda, because I think for the first time in my life, just I, I think I'm in a unique position from what you were saying to say I'm making that transition of like wow, like you know, God, I used to think that you know this body could handle anything, and it's it's going to fade. It's just like what Solomon said. This. There, there's so much about the strength of your youth that is just, mm -hmm. you know, vain. Yeah. And, and you, you hopefully don't waste all of your youth. Um, I don't think I did, you know, but I certainly wasted a lot of it. <laughs> I wish I could get some of that back. Um, but, but you do think about it a little more, and, and what kind of impact are you going to leave behind um, along the way? And the fact, I love that, what you, you pointed about him renewing our inner self. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, yeah, even though the outer self is wasting away, the inner self is being renewed in Christ, being made beautiful. And one day, and look, one day we get to inherit new bodies. Praise God. That's Absolutely. right. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mark had something. Mark. You better run, Brandon. Back in the back. Run, run, Brandon, run. <laughs> we got to get this on tape. Colton, you uh, 31? 
Oh, yeah, he's old. There was another band in the late 70s that my brother introduced me to when he was in Colorado. Bachman Turner Overdrive. And they Take have a song business. for you. Or they have a line for you. It yeah. goes something like, Bubba Baby said you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Just getting started, right? <laughs> my favorite one by them was taking care of business. That's my, my favorite one. <laughs> That's good. I like Live that. Live feed, we don't do this every night. It's just do, No, we, we Mark, do it every Mark night. Cantrell. This is Mark Cantrell, and he's one of our music leaders, so it's his fault. Hey, look, if you ain't real, then I don't know if you're going to fit it. in. That's We're it. real here. That's it. <laughs> no, come on. We love you. Okay, so anyway, yeah, so I guess we should get back to a slide, maybe, or any other thoughts? It's been great. I mean, this, this was kind of like part two. Jennifer's got a word. This we was got, like got part it. two of, because, uh, I mean, I think we got the theological part kind of down last time. So we're kind of just wanting to try to, to try to kind of just let it circulate, and as you or Clayton would say, marinate in our. That's soul. probably a Claytonism. Can marinate yeah. in yeah. our souls like a crock pot. You I know? don't so say marinate. Go, go ahead, Jennifer. I was just going to say that um, that's really loud. Um, I think too, we tend to equate all bad things, or all hard things, with bad, and that's. Hmm not always true um, and some of the things that the Lord allows in our lives we've alluded to him you know making something good of them but some of them are good they're just really hard yeah um, and I know some some physical things that we've had in our family our our story of having kids is a lengthy one but the Lord did a lot of physical healing in my body um, quite literally and gave us opportunity after opportunity to praise him and to use it to learn to trust him yeah. Yeah. Um, and none of that was pleasant and none of it was easy yeah. but he he didn't just use it for good he made beautiful I have two beautiful children Amen. Um, and, and I know that when he made me he made me specifically with all of those things in mind and I used to joke that he like wasn't paying attention the day that he created me because things are wonky inside but he doesn't make mistakes. Um, and so not only did he allow those things in my life, but he purposely placed them there <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. Um, and so that, that lesson comes back every time I look at my kids yeah. over and over and over. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's, it's really easy to get caught up in the worldview of whatever is hard is bad and I don't want any yeah. part of it. And that's just not what we're called to do. Right. Yeah. That's great, yeah. Jennifer. Thank you so much for that. I, I really liked... Um, yeah, I think, Brandon, did you have a follow-up? It's just kind of funny because you know how most time people are like, oh, I'm going to wait to have kids until I'm more financially stable. And that's just like a bad thought because you never will be. Right. It's kind of like, us, you know, I'm going to thank God with one thing to get better. No, you better start now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it ain't yeah, never going to come. Might as well um, I, I really like Romans 5, uh, starting in verse 12 there, talking about... Uh, what we this this is following the idea of what you were talking about, Shelby. With mm -hmm. we we maybe weren't there in the garden, but we inherited something from from Adam, and it talks about that there in Romans five. Oh yeah, you're gonna, yeah. This is a great passage for that. Yeah, do yeah. It. It's uh, it says therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because of sin, because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin, uh, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, 
who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through the one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that, uh, of that one man, Jesus Christ, uh, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of the one man's sin. For the judgment following the one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. Meaning it's more powerful. You yeah. see that? It's more, it's more powerful. What Christ did is more powerful. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of uh, righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. And so, it's real, I love this dynamic because Paul shows that through Adam, we inherited this, this sin nature. Yeah. Uh, we inherited uh, sin and death. Yeah. And then through Christ, which, again, I love that you pointed that out, Shelby, because in Christ we receive this much more powerful grace um, that washes us free, uh, cleanses us from our sin, uh, justifies us, declares us righteous, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we can live in a righteous way. Exactly. It, it, so, so, in essence, it reverses death and adds all that to, over and above it. Yep. The other thing, too, you need to remember, uh, brothers and sisters, and this is, this is serious business about this passage here, um, for, for years, higher criticism... Uh, and it actually, it actually, I think, started in one of our Baptist seminaries yeah. dur- during the liberal years, uh, tried to begin to tell us that uh, Adam and Eve uh, were not real people. Do any, any of you remember that? Uh, that ca- I want to say the 70s maybe. I, I can't yeah. remember. When, I, mean, I wasn't even a Christian when all that happened. But um, the basic thrust of it was, was that Adam and Eve were not real people, you know, and they try to blend evolution with creationism, uh, and you, that can't be done. Okay, and Colton just read why it can't be done. Because Paul the Apostle, who was an apostle called by who? Jesus, God, Jesus, wrote a letter to Romans, which is considered sacred text, inspired writing. And who did he say death came through? Adam. Yeah. Adam. This is the New Testament confirming the what Testament? Old Testament. Therefore, you can't go there. Christians cannot go there. We cannot say Adam and Eve were not real people because the Apostle Paul considered them real people. Yeah. So if we disagree with him, we disagree with Genesis, we disagree with God, technically we're not professing Christians anymore. So I just want to point that out. Yeah, yeah, and, and just <laughs> whenever since I ever since yeah. I found Romans five, I was like, wow, I can't believe these Christians that are, you know, that are saying Adam and Eve weren't real people because Paul cites the yeah. cites it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and zooming in on that verse because I think it's or on that passage in verse sixteen there, the second sentence he says, "For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought uh, justification." I, and I love this because I think he's saying there that because of one small sin, and it wasn't a small sin, it was huge, right? It was impactful, and, and we were all condemned from it. Uh, because of that one, but I said small for a reason. Because of that one incident, we all were condemned. But one man, Jesus Christ, his victory is greater because in the, in the presence of many trespasses, much sin, Christ covered it yeah. by his death. 
Um, so so what, what, great, what greater victory is it that by his one act he covered the multitude of sin um, than, than Adam's one act of, of unrighteousness that, that condemned us all? So it's, be, it's really yeah, beautiful and not, passage. And, and also, let this blow your mind. Not, not only the sin that was committed from Adam to the, to the time Jesus was crucified on Calvary's cross, not just to there, but where? All time. All time. Until Jesus comes back and establishes his throne, right? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to quit. It's time. Okay. All right. Cool. Prayer. Announcements. Um, so next week... Uh, we will leave this topic. And if you have other questions about this that we did not cover or something, grab me and Colton to the side and ask us anything you want to. Uh, obviously, you could, do a, I mean, you could do a whole series on these questions. We're just trying to hit the main kind of nuts and bolts of the high points of these questions uh, to, to just kind of settle, settle your heart and mind and your theology if you've been wrestling with some of this stuff you know, maybe for a lifetime. I mean, I know I have and surely you have on others. Uh, next week, we're going to start talking about something that's, that's very interesting. Who here knows what the hypostatic union is? What is it, Brandon? Where, where Jesus is full of God and full of Yes. Yep. The hypostatic union is a fancy theological term for Trinity. So we're going to talk about the Trinity, uh, begin talking about the Trinity next Wednesday, and that'll probably be a two-session uh, lesson as well. So uh, it'll be really, really Well, here's the thing. Most of the heresies that were oh, yeah. in the first century, second century, yep. third century, Christ, fourth absolutely. century yep. were uh, concerning the Trinity, uh, concerning not really the Father as much, but um, Christ and the Spirit. Lots of heresy came out of trying to understand the Trinity. So I, I think it's really important that we study it. Um, you know, that way we have a clear understanding, uh, an orthodox understanding of, of what the Trinity is. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Um, hypo, hypo, static, like static cling, hypo, static union. I have, n and I don't know the, I mean, I can't give you the, it's the, the, it's the, the, lexi Greek, the it's, lexical. Yeah, it's the, the Greek words uh, behind there, and I would, I would have to look it up. Yeah, to, I, we'll, we'll have to do some studying of our if own. You do you not, I mean, detail. if you do not stay on top of languages on a weekly basis, you, you lose it. So, I mean, if, if somebody asks me, I've got the resources, I can jump in there and look and tell you what it is. But we just don't keep that committed to memory. It's just impossible. Okay, uh, announcements right quick before we pray. 651. Um, Parkway women. Guess what's about to happen? Parkway women, guess what's about to happen? You are about, we are about to begin your women's ministry again. Can I, can I get a witness? Woohoo! I heard My a thank goodness, you. that was just pitiful. Let's try it again. Ladies, are you excited about starting up women's ministry again? Okay, all right, that's better, that's better. So, Saturday, May the 21st from 9 to 11... Uh, you're going to have a time of coffee and conversation. There'll be uh, breakfast fellowship, and then that'll be from 9 to 10, and 10 to 11, we are going to have a Q&A panel with a special guest that'll be a surprise, and then and our pastor's wives will be up here to, to uh, do a, do a Q&A panel discussion about women's ministry and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it should be a really good way to kick off women's ministry for you ladies again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, prayer requests. Let me let me give you a couple for me, and then then I'll let Colton. You can uh, go over there. Do we have the other the other board? Why don't you yeah, grab the other board down there, brother? Oh. Yep. Um, 
it has been a, a hard three weeks for me. Um, now, these are people that I have not seen in years uh, since we started the seminary journey, but a friend of mine from Millsaps College uh, from years ago, but he was a very good friend when I was there. We were in the same fraternity together and uh, continued our friendship a little beyond college, David Atkins. Uh, David uh, was married, had two children. They were divorced, but, I mean, they still stayed in touch. But uh, he, he just, just died, uh, 55 years old, and died uh, two weeks ago. It's a tragic situation. Uh, Greenville, Mississippi, uh, on the same day, uh, two, two suicides. Um, one was in North Carolina, a friend of mine that uh, Kathy and Sean had gotten married about two weeks after Angie and I did in Greenville. Uh, they, he was uh, in the Uncle Ben structure and had gone into M&M Mars. He was an electrical engineer, and he moved, they moved out to North Carolina, and uh, he, uh, he took his life on Mother's Day, Mother's Day evening. Uh, so they are burying him this week. Uh, it is just a tragic situation. She is out in, um, uh, out in North Carolina, doesn't have family out there, so there's a couple people flying out there to be with her. And then the other one was um, uh, Johnny Mansour, in Greenville, there was a men's clothing store uh, called Mansoor's, and uh, there were four brothers that ran the business. We knew them from little bitty boys. I mean, they, they, they dressed us all the way through uh, debutante ball, bachelor's ball. I mean, every country club organization thing that we did with young people in Mississippi Delta, they, they clothed everybody, tuxedo rentals and all that kind of stuff. We knew them all. They lived kind of out in our neighborhood. And uh, they found Johnny... Um, self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head uh, uh, two days ago in Greenville. So I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, obviously, the enemy is just uh, having a heyday out there in people's hearts and minds. And so if you would just remember the Mansour family, the Roberts family, and then the Atkins family, I would be very appreciative uh, of you. So. Okay. Um, just a few things to share here. Um, Elaine Morris is having eye surgery uh, on the 18th. So please, we'll be praying for you be praying for her. Um, that just never seems like a situation you ever want to enter into, so we will be praying for you, sister. Um, granddaughter, uh, this is uh, Ann Grobner. Um, her granddaughter, Emily, will be coming home from Nigeria this weekend. She's being treated for malaria, so please, please be praying for her uh, in that. Um, Walter Bowen put on here, my grandson Chandler uh, Cantrell's uh, grandmother passed away today. Um, mm. There's no service now, just a cremation. So we'll remember you, brother, and Chandler as well and the family uh, in that. Please be praying for them. Um, Linda put on here, my, my sister Diane still very sick. Mm. Um, so we'll be praying for her. They just can't... They, And they can't figure it out. And send her home. Wow. <laughs> Golly. <sighs> Tell you what, man, they're, they're asking for lawsuits doing that kind of stuff. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Okay. We'll be, we'll be praying for her for sure. Uh, that's Diane again. Be, be praying for her, please. Um, also, Judy Garner had on here David Dodson, yep. um, friend of Ed and Judy Garner, in the hospital uh, having surgery, uh, or I'm sorry, s several colon tests. So please be praying for that, um, for David Dodson uh, as well on that. 
Um, I did just get a text for a few other prayer requests as well. Okay. Uh, and while you're looking those up, uh, on the sheet that we have here, um, let's see, just mention a couple here. We've already met most of these, I think you know. Um, uh, continue praying for Ellen up church as she, as she recovers from that fall she had a couple weeks ago. Uh, of course, Gay Lovern is still recovering from, from COVID. Let's see. Um, remember to pray for Janet with uh, her, her her issues. Larry Larry's doing better, isn't he, Larry Morgan? Uh, that was the one that she sent okay. blood pressure okay. uh, and surgery recovery. So, so okay, all right. Just keep praying for that. Okay. Slow recovery. Okay. Leon Linda Hogg, that's ongoing. Uh, Pamela May's mother that fell and broke her hip. Let's see. Uh, Johnny Tinsley, keep praying for him. Uh, Cecilia Peach, kind of like, kind of like your family members, just ongoing issues that they can't figure out. Alicia McFarland's brother, uh, kidney transplant. Uh, William Hopper's doing better. He's right there with us tonight. Amen. William. 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 Amen. Glad you're doing better, brother. Uh, Worship Leader Search Committee. I think the the uh, business meeting will be uh, providing a, uh, an update there. We'll get excited about that, and then we need to spe- say special prayer for. All these poor parents of these graduates, amen? Uh, the, the Hazard family, the Romano family, and then uh, Spring, Springs, uh, Katie Stocks is actually the one graduating, not Spring. Spring's the mother, that's okay. Her name's Katie. So we got three, three people to honor on our Sunday. And then I've got one more prayer request from Kelsey. Uh, okay. her, her cousin, uh, Chloe, uh, I'm assuming their, their one-year-old baby has stage four cancer. Oh, wow. uh, getting treatment man. planned together. So, golly, is, is that please. The, the one you put on Facebook a few days ago? Okay, please okay. pray I, for that. Okay, yeah. I can't think of anything else. Um, I, can't, I don't. I mean, I think yeah, yeah. Have at it. Okay, okay. I'll pray for us. Join me in prayer. Father God, we love you and we thank you for your grace. Um, every single day, God. Every single time we get out of our beds and. And, uh, Lord, we get to live the day. It's a day that you have given us as a gift to live for your glory, Lord, to bask in your glory. And, and I pray that we would. I pray that we would take advantage of this time you've given. Even tonight, Lord, there's time yet still in the day. We don't know if we're going to be given tomorrow, Father. So I pray for our congregation. I pray for myself and for Shelby that we would rejoice in you. We would take time to celebrate your goodness. Um, I plead that, Lord, because you are the very best thing that has ever happened to us. Lord, you are. And I pray that we would realize that more and more as a church so that we can become more and more effective in our mission to shine your light in this world. God, because as we've been talking about tonight, really, truly, Lord, you will require our lives of us at one time or other. The time is coming. And so, God, I pray that as you tell us uh, from, from Paul's hand, O oh God, in, in Thessalonians, his letter to the Thessalonians, that we, we would be awake, O oh God. We would be the children of, of the daytime because we are. You have redeemed us. And that we would be sober-minded and awake and ready to put our hands to the good work that you've given. Because again, Lord, I, I don't know when you're going to require our lives of us. And I pray that we wouldn't waste our time here piddling around with things that don't really matter, that don't have eternal significance. And Lord, I do thank you for the beautiful passages that we've dug into tonight, that Lord, um, this is just a light, momentary affliction. 
Lord. And, and we have eternity waiting on the other side of this. And that is the great gift that you've given us, an inheritance, O oh Lord. We, we are heirs of you, O oh God, is with you, Christ. Thank you that you have saved us into this great inheritance that we'll receive one day, all of us, Lord, who have, who have placed our trust in you, Christ. And, and I pray, I plead with you that everyone in this room has reckoned in their hearts that they believe and have trusted in you, Christ, as their Lord and Savior. Because this list makes it apparent, this prayer list even makes it apparent that, that our bodies are wasting away. And the, and the time is drawing near, O oh Lord, every single day for us. But God, the, the, the reality on the other side, again, for those who love you, Christ, is that we will get to see you. No longer as staring through a glass dimly, but Lord, as you truly are, face to face. And I can't wait for that, Lord. And I pray that we would apply our hands to the good work in between, God. I do pray for these on the prayer list, God. I, I, I think about uh, Linda's sister being very sick. Lord, and just, I think the worst part is not having an answer. Oh, that's just the worst feeling, Father. And I, I just pray for her right now that you would give her comfort. God, because what else can we really have, Lord, in those moments but your peace that surpasses all understanding? God, she may not have anything else that would bring her comfort other than the fact that you love her. And I pray that she would look to that and she would draw from that as a strength in her bones, oh God, that she would... Look to you, Christ, as our only hope, because truly you are our only hope. I pray for Kelsey's cousin and their one-year-old. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, I, I can't even imagine. Lord, would you give them hope? I pray, Father, right now for them, for Chloe and what's going on in that situation. Lord, would you please heal this child? Mm -hmm. yes. Lord, would you do it? You can. You're strong enough, Father. Yes. You can heal her. You can touch her right now and heal her. God, I pray that you would. Lord, because I know sickness doesn't please you, Lord. I know it doesn't please you at the end of the day because it's a result of sin and death. And God, again, I do thank you that, that we'll get to chant one day, Oh, death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? Because you have done it. You have saved our souls. And death will not win. I thank you for that. And God, I just pray for, for, for all who are on this list, Lord, that you would please, and all of those that we, we didn't mention tonight or, or, Lord, that others didn't mention, that you would, you would cover them, O oh God, that you would show them your grace, that you would comfort them in their need, and that you would be their hope. I plead that, Lord. We love you, and I thank you for your love that you have shown us in so many ways and ultimately on the cross. We love you, Lord, and we pray all of these things in your heavenly name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Good night, live feed. Lord willing, we will see you all Sunday. Come and encourage these graduates. Woo